Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hi, this is Shelby Hansen, and this is episode one. I'm so excited to share this podcast with you. Today, I'm going to talk to you about all the things and people who have helped me as I've gone through being diagnosed with a chronic illness. In the spring of 2015, I was diagnosed with stage four chronic kidney disease. I was nearly given a blood transfusion on the spot because I was so sick. This diagnosis came very suddenly and unexpectedly in the middle of what I thought was a very normal mom life. I had three children at the time, my husband was in the Air Force, and we had just moved to a new location. I had a really difficult time coming to terms with my diagnosis and what it would mean for my family and me. Thankfully, my diagnosis was not fatal, but it is chronic. It meant that it was something that I'm going to be having to deal with for the rest of my life. So in this episode, I want to let you know a little bit about how life coaching has helped me through this major transition. When I was first introduced to life coaching, the biggest lesson that I learned was that I am a person who has thoughts and I am not my thoughts. I also learned that my thoughts are different from the facts. When I'm able to separate out the facts from the thoughts I have about the facts, it allows me to have ownership over my own reaction to those facts. I thought it would be fun in this episode to tell you a little story about the very first life coaches that came into my life. They may not all call themselves life coaches, but that's what they were to me. All right, in 2010, I had moved to Japan with my husband and two young children. I remember going around and cleaning my house And in my head, constantly comparing my shortcomings as a housewife and cleaner to my friends with their immaculately clean houses. I definitely thought that there was something wrong with me. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't just get it together. Around that time was when I was introduced to someone known as the Fly Lady. I read her book, Sync Reflections. In the book, she talked about a concept she called stinking thinking. As I sat there cleaning my toilets, I realized mid-moment that I was absolutely berating myself. I was saying things like, so-and-so would never let her house get this dirty. So-and-so has her life so put together. And -and so-and-so is such a better housewife than I am. It was like a light bulb blinked. And I realized that I was the one creating all this inner dialogue. It had been me the whole time. My friends could care less about my toilets, but in my head, I had made up some fictional scenarios where they were horrified by the state of my house and judged me so harshly for it. The reality was, though, was that I was doing all of that to myself. I was in the midst of a serious stinking thinking moment. I finally understood that there was this voice in my head talking to me all the time and that she'd, been, she'd become very critical. 
I also recognized that this critical voice inside of me was what was causing all of my angst about my home, not the people I was comparing myself to. They had no clue I was even having conversations in my head about them. It seems so silly now. Okay, so let me back up for a minute. I'm someone who is a recovering people pleaser. I wish I could say recovered, but I'm not quite there yet, so getting closer every day, I think. I grew up thinking that I needed to be the best at everything I did. I needed to be really smart and get really good grades at school, go to a good college, get a good, good, a good degree, and get a good job. I thought the more I did the good things, the more love and attention I would be deserving of. I did all of those things on my list and then decided to stay home with my kids. Because of this, my brain, who was so used to being graded or critiqued and given a lot of praise for following all of those rules, suddenly didn't have a way to get graded. So in my mind, I decided unconsciously that my home was what I needed to be graded on. Enter the fly lady into my life. And I realized that I was letting this negative self-talk permeate so much of my life. When I heard Fly Lady explain that her acronym of FLY stood for finally loving yourself, I resisted this thought so much. I thought that if I loved myself, that I would let myself off the hook and I would end up being a big slob and nothing would get done. It's so funny because now I know there's nothing further from the truth. Okay, so I started listening to my next life coach while we were living in Florida. I had found Dave Ramsey. As I listened to Dave Ramsey teach me how to get very clear about how to spend, save, and invest money, I realized that what he was really teaching me was about how to be intentional with my life. I had lots of things that I was intentional about that I had created in my life, but I wasn't taking ownership of that fact. Once my husband and I learned how to take ownership over everything in our financial life, it really changed everything. It helped us to see that we could take any area of our life and create a goal and reach it with ease when we had a plan to follow and chose to follow it. All right, so fast forward to the summer of 2017, and I'd started listening to my actual, my first actual life coach, Jody Moore. I started listening to her podcast a year before I got my kidney transplant. This is where I learned so many of the tools that I want to share on the podcast today. Jody taught me that I was in charge of my life. I was not in charge of all the facts that happened in my life but I was definitely in charge of every single reaction I had to it. I learned that I could have my back on however I felt. So earlier when I was talking about how thoughts are different from the facts and that we can choose what we think, this idea, it was so revolutionary for me. I thought that I was at the effect of my brain and that I couldn't always choose that I was the victim of what my brain thought. Jody taught me how to question why I was thinking the way that I was. 
and to see that the quality of thoughts that I was focused on were determining the quality of my life. I grew up thinking that emotions were something that were just inconvenient and unnecessary. That is, if I just ignored them long enough, that they would go away and I could keep on going and doing what I wanted to do instead. Being taught that my thoughts create my emotions blew my mind. When I recognized that emotions weren't as ethereal and out there as I had thought, and that I could harness the power of my thoughts, well, wow, this was incredibly powerful stuff. I read dozens of books about it and have seen how the trajectory of my life has changed by me getting to know myself better. I understand why I think the way I do. I learned to process those emotions that the thoughts are creating and actually create the beautiful life that I wanted to live all along. I learned that I had been resisting so many emotions in my life, especially anger, sadness, fear, disappointment, shame, guilt, and uncertainty. I learned that digging into those emotions to understand them and letting my body process them the way that my body has been designed to do has set me free. So as we get to know each other better on this podcast, I hope that you will come away learning so much more about yourself too. It wasn't until I really processed the anger that I had over my transplant experience, over my diagnosis and subsequent lingering effects of medication, that I really started to enjoy the sweet part. I think that there is opposition in all things, and that by being willing to lean into the discomfort, that it makes the feelings that really feel good so much sweeter and so much better. And I truly believe that by understanding yourself and deciding to radically love yourself is the place where true healing happens. When you're able to recognize that your body is a safe place to be in, even if it's chronically ill, is when you unleash the powers of being able to accomplish the desires that are set in your heart. I think this is where all of the magic happens. Far too often as women, we're taught that we want too much. We want too many things. But the truth is that if we have a desire in our heart, that it was put there for a reason. One of the reasons I'm here on this podcast is to be an example of what is possible. I don't want people to look at my life and find your life wanting but I do want to show that it's possible to live in a body that is less than perfect, to care for it intentionally and lovingly, and to achieve goals that you did not think were possible. I'm so grateful for you as a new podcast listener, and I cannot wait to interview people about their experience with chronic illness, to teach you the life coaching schools that have helped me process so many things in my life, to share a community with you, and to create something absolutely beautiful. So let me know, do you have a life coach? Even if it's someone who wouldn't technically call themselves a life coach? Is there someone in your life who radically changed the way you think and how you show up in the world? I want to know. All right, friends, I will see you on the next podcast. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's coach together today. Hope you have a wonderful week creating beauty wherever you go.